0: For the podcasts, uh, if this is working for you, let us know in the chat room. This is the Tattoo Now Show. We're uh, tuned in right after the Tattoo Now Business Roundtable. Mm-hmm. So we've been chatting with Chris uh, a little bit. This is Chris Dingwell. Mm-hmm. You could go to anywhere on the internet and do a search for Chris Dingwell. He's been tattooing for over thirty years, and uh, or over three decades. Um, and yeah, he owns uh, has owned a studio on and off for for years. So he's uh, had a lot of great insights. And uh, but we're here to talk about his paintings, about his tattoos. He'll be coming to the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, and uh, if you have any questions, then uh, then let us know. Uh, also, like I said, if it's working and whatnot, let us know in the, in the chat room here. I want to thank uh, Guy Echeson and the Reinventing the Tattoo Network, and I'll probably end up doing a proper introduction when we put it out on the podcast there. Um, so, Chris, thanks for, for tuning in. This was awesome. It's uh, always a real pleasure to, to check out your paintings. I mean, your tattoos are great um you, the paintings are, are right on point and uh yeah no well thanks again for for hopping on and um yeah why don't you, why don't you let us know a little bit about your current projects there in, in, in portland uh portland maine and then yeah. um i'm going to check to make sure that this is working
1: well my my current projects are really pretty simple i'm i'm, I'm trying to paint as much as i can which is it's hard to find time for that and um, uh, but mostly I'm just I'm tattooing nonstop, you know, lots and lots and lots of different sorts of projects, um, and uh, and and it's great, you know, it it um, keeps me afloat. Awesome, um, yeah,
0: no, tattooing's uh, pretty nuts. Now, how, how about how much do you end up splitting your time between uh, tattooing and painting? Because you're you're obviously doing a lot of both.
1: Well, I think it's funny, like, like the, the, as the guy said before, that the uh, said, I was really prolific and so forth and so on. I I never feel like I get enough painting done. Um, I feel like it's, that's, that's pretty rare for me. I'm, I'm definitely tattooing full-time, you know, a solid 40 hours a week, if not longer Mm -hmm. than that. Um, It's hard with uh, parenting and so forth. I'm I'm pretty much a single parent at this point um, with a Mm -hmm. teenage daughter. That's, that's a whole that's a whole whole uh-huh. situation. Um that's my that's my my that's my biggest full time job. You know,
0: tattooing's really sure. my second I have to job. copy and send us in all this information and, and I'm gonna send it to so you can look at the cars. Oh, and then uh to be clear, so are you billing for like a good 30, 40 <laughs> hours a week? Or are you like at the shop 40 hours a week?
1: You know, off, off the top of my head, I don't even really know. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm probably um you know, I tend to do, when I tattoo, I tend to work primarily in larger, longer sessions. I do full days. I do an eight hour full day mm-hmm. session. So most of the larger projects that I'm working on, I'm working on people for at least eight hours. Um, awesome. And I'm probably, I'm probably on average doing that at least four days a week. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. my goal. So I don't yeah. know what eight times
0: four is, but yeah, not, so I don't like, mean to cry. I, I'm just trying, you, you know how it is. There's a lot of, uh, you know, again, mostly just uh, you know, some people for eight hours means they're at the shop for, you know, eight hours and, and you know, talking people out of getting tattooed for six of them, right? Uh, yeah, other people exactly. are like, I tattoo for six hours, I do my prep for an hour, and then I do my post for an hour, and it's an eight-hour day. Uh, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to figure out the pace now. Because, you, you, you know, 30 years ago, it must have been, you know, tattooing what came in through the door, but you were always very artsy. So, like, how did... Never. How did how did that start off? What was that like thirty years ago when you were doing like you know coming out of art school and going into tattooing? Uh, and then... um, it
1: it was rugged. I'll say that I um, so I went to art school in I, I basically I went to graduate school for fine art in Columbus, Ohio, and I had gotten my first tattoo from Brad Fink, who's oh, in no New York shit. now. Yep, uh-huh. Brad Fink did my very first tattoo, but. At the time brad was still in his very first year of tattooing at trader bob's tattoo in saint louis missouri and um (laughs) and and like super super uh super old school um kind of situation down there and and he wasn't known for anything in particular um i just i just happened to i had a friend who'd been tattooed by him who set me up with a set me up with a date there um but my you know the the idea of tattooing like i didn't start getting interested in tattoos or tattooing when i was like 14 15 and 16 like a lot of people did i didn't really start um knowing about tattooing until i was until i was most of the way through college Oh wow. and awesome. i remember i remember um the book modern primitives had come out mm-hmm. in <laughs> 1989 and somebody handed me a copy of that book and what's fascinating about that book in particular is that a lot of the a lot of the tattoo artists that are presented in there were presented because they were doing really unusual artsy kinds of non-traditional styles of work and and that was where i first saw tattooing as like oh as an art school kid i was like oh there's a place for me there. There's a, there's a space that I can fit into there. Like that's really fascinating. Um, So just tattoo ideas, tattoo images work their way into my artwork. And then once I, once I was wrapping up in in graduate school, you know, and um, people around me were like, you should be tattooing. You should be tattooing. I was like, okay, I guess I should try that. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. had gotten I got my first tattoo from Brad Fink, which was a small piece on my ribs. I decided in graduate school to have my second tattoo done. I I had my entire back done in in black work by a guy named Mike who worked out of his basement with a Spalding and Rogers kit in Columbus, Ohio. And and, uh, he basically spent a few days showing me how to set everything up and how to do things. And like, we got to be friends and pals and I was he's like yeah you should really try this out and that's what I started doing i started tattooing out of my house really 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 badly but to oh. to get to get to the answer of your question though the one thing i realized at the time was that i knew i was tattooing really badly i knew i had shitty equipment i knew i didn't have the skills to do what i wanted to do but i also had a sense that you know, if I just sort of applied kind of a sketchy, scribbly, kind of painterly approach to the way that I created these tattoos, that that I could fake my way through it, you know, that that, that, that was what I thought at the time. <laughs> and um, and I did that for years. You know, I did that for years. I did, you know, um, you know, I, I was kind of known in my early years and in the, in the 90s, um, in the late 90s into the early 2000s as doing this like really painterly kind of artistic style and, um, and uh, with lots of layering and depth and so forth. And 30 years later, I'm still doing that sort of thing. I'm just doing it um, mu- with, with a much, I have a much better understanding of what I'm doing technically now than I did then, of course. Um, but I still use the same kinds of ideas, like the, the textures that you see in these tattoos that you're bringing up, things like that. That was stuff I started doing early on. But early on, I was doing it to, to camouflage my shitty technique. Now I'm doing it to create better artwork.
0: And, that, and that's a little bit about what your uh, seminar is going to be, right? Perfect segue. If I don't jump in myself, exactly. Uh, so, so the seminar that you're planning on doing at uh, Paradise has to do with the the traditional rules and the and the new school rules, and just kind of. Uh, well, why don't you tell me? I can't. I don't know. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, so I'm going to be doing two things at Paradise. Apparently, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk about the um I'm going to do a um uh like a uh what am i gonna do it i don't know what you're i don't know what you're calling a
0: discussion panel
1: discussion panel sorry thank you (laughs) well um i'm gonna be doing a discussion panel that has to do with with um traditional tattooing versus modern tattooing um sort of what are the traditional rules and why do we follow those and 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 how do we how do we think in terms of breaking those rules um, it, especially now in our in our modern age, where did those rules even come from? That sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of the discussion panel thing that I want to I want to um, look at and look into. Um, but my seminar, the seminar that I'm going to be teaching, is gonna is going to be more about it. it it's definitely going to involve a lot of those same issues, but the seminar specifically is about how I translate my painting skills and my painting techniques and my painting ideas into my tattooing and primarily what I'm going to be looking at and focusing on are cover-up tattoos because I've been doing a ton of cover-up work over the last 20 some plus years as I've gotten better and better with my tattooing skills and I've really come to realize that using a an artistic painterly non-traditional approach to cover ups is simply a lot more effective and offers a lot more options than than the you know than the rigidity of of traditional tattooing um, so you're bringing up a bunch of images of of various different cover ups that I've done um, and so for example one of the things that that i'll be talking about has to do with using color over an old tattoo very often artists will look at it a, at a, especially a traditionally minded artist is going to look at an old tattoo and say well we got to make that darker you know there's that that old yarn about like you just you just put a big black eight ball on top of that old tattoo mm-hmm. and there it's gone like it just disappears um Because I have a background in painting and I have an understanding of painting, I look at it more in terms of color mixing and color mixing in a tattoo is not the same as color mixing in a painting. When you're doing a painting and you do a new layer, and we talk about this in tattooing all the time, like, well, I'm just going to put a layer of this on top of the old tattoo. In a painting, you're literally painting layer on top of layer on top of layer with a tattoo, technically all the ink and all the pigment that you're putting into the skin ends up living in the same layer of skin. So it's not on top of the old tattoo. It's mixed with the old tattoo. So if you said to an old, like an old fashioned tattooist, like, well, what if I put yellow on top of this old black? A lot of tattooers are gonna say, well, that's never going to work. But that's because they're thinking that if you put yellow on top of black, it's not going to heal up as a yellow. And that's true. It's not because it's going to heal up as a mix of yellow and black. However, that mix of yellow and black is going to heal up to kind of like a, you know, like a, like a, like a funky looking organic greenish kind of color. Well, what if you use that to create some like, rough leafy goodness in that part of your tattoo like you can use that mix of color to your advantage as opposed to seeing it as like oh well that'll never work um so in, in, a, in a simplified sort of way that's the kind of thing that i'm going to be talking about is how to use lighter colors over darker colors how to use textures in your tattoo to to kind of camouflage the old tattoo that's coming through. Um, uh, I have a I have a special formula for the way that I I mix my blacks in order to make a blacker black to cover up old black. How to look at negative spaces and take advantage of those when you're drawing and designing things. Um, it it all really requires. It really requires an ability to create the tattoo work and and work on the tattoo off the cuff um and and mm-hmm. to sort of make decisions in the moment as opposed to trying to completely and totally plan everything out ahead of time on paper you know um and i'll be talking about that part of it as well
0: awesome fantastic these mm-hmm. are great and uh and then you'll be painting and uh are you, you're not tattooing you'll, you'll just be set up with, with your paintings and, no, and painting there. i won't be tattooing anymore awesome.
1: um i i um I, I stopped tattooing at tattoo conventions a long time ago because I simply found that it was it just isn't possible for me, under tattoo convention circumstances to do the kind of work that I want to be able to do that's my best work. you know, most of the work that I do in tattooing, um, even if I'm not doing cover-ups, most of what I do, I do in layers. I'll do a whole layer of black and gray or, or maybe some color and then let that heal, let that settle into the skin, come back and build another layer of color into that original color. Um, and, and really just like create, um, you know, create a fully finished piece of artwork. Um, I don't, Oh, I real I rarely work in such a way that I that I sit down and bang out a complete tattoo from start to finish. Sure. Um, well,
0: that's cool. So, but you'll, you know, we definitely have space. So, hopefully, you'll bring a, a ton of your paintings. And uh, I imagine that you have them for sale, or, or you know, you have originals for sale. Do you take commissions? I guess we're. we're I, I'm at the point now. Like, how do how do people get your artwork? How do people get tattooed by you? Are you accepting new clients? Are you only taking cover ups?
1: Done with cover ups. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, my books are open at this point. I take all kinds of projects um, right now at this, you know, there's always, there's always an ebb and flow uh, right now at this moment, I'm pretty full through most of the fall and into the winter. Um, but I only book, like I said, I only book things about three or four months in advance as far as tattoos go. Um,
0: in That's terms a great of, idea. I, in like terms when people of, book out for years, I'm always like, man, there's so many opportunities you're missing. Well, there are. And also, like,
1: I find that, um, particularly as a parent, it makes my schedule much, It's it makes my own mm. schedule much too inflexible. Um, but it also becomes problematic. Like, let's say you have a client who booked a, booked an appointment and they waited a year or a year and a half to get in. And then the day finally arrives and some shit goes down with their car, some shit goes Mm -hmm. down with their kid or whatever, suddenly they can't make that appointment. And you're going to ask them like, oh, well, fuck you, buddy, you got to wait another year and a half to wait in line to to get Mm -hmm. back in. Um, That's like, I don't want to have to do that to people. Um, The other thing that I do that I make sure that I do, especially because I do a lot of larger projects like sleeve projects and things like that, If I have someone that comes to me and says, like, I want to start this project and I'm like, "Okay, well, that's going to take four or five sittings. I'm going to try to make sure that I book that person's four or five sittings right then and there Mm -hmm. so that they can come in consistently once a month and get the project finished as long as that works for them and as long as that works for their for their time and their budget. You know, I certainly have clients who go, oh, well, I can probably come in once every two months or once every three months. I'm like, "Okay, I can work with that. But I want you to have the opportunity to be able to get your project done, uh, you know, in a in a reasonable amount of time, as opposed to like having having it take years and years and years to complete.
0: Sure, like like my back piece twenty years later. <laughs> this yeah, is a, exactly. this is a great yeah. Star Trek piece here. Is this uh? You've got a, a decloaking. Is that what's happening? Uh, are those ships coming <laughs> out of decloaking yes. while getting attacked. Yeah. So amazing! If,
1: if you if if you if you listen to the um, the audio. On the on the uh on the video I, in the sky i got can you hear I got, the uss enterprise uh, down here turn it off no. for now yeah no. um it this is a piece that's that's i think it's 12 or 13 years old now she came mm. in i was doing other work on her um, but this is one of my all-time favorite tattoos that I've ever done. Um, obviously, very, very painterly, obviously, like, super non-traditional. Um, she has perfect, flawless skin to mm-hmm. begin with. But um, she also brought me, like, the most spectacular, amazing reference material and so forth for this. Um, but I, when I shot this video, I was so excited that I, I completely <laughs> blundered and I referred to the other ship as a Klingon ship, and it's not; it's a Romulan ship. And I got <laughs> reamed. I got reamed by all the Trekkies for 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 misgendering uh-huh.
0: The, uh-huh.
1: the attacking ship. Um, but you know, a really interesting story about this piece. So my friend Mike, that works with me, he's 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 started working with me about a year ago. He has a long history of being an illustrator and, and an artist for many, many years. I have known him for over 20 years. But about five years ago, he started, five or six years ago, he started an apprenticeship with someone else in the area who has a very um, strict sort of traditional background. And so his, and and he worked at that <laughs> shop for a few years in another shop that was pretty strictly traditional. He has a very, very intensely traditional mindset about tattooing. And, mm. and he came to me wanted to work with me because he felt too limited by that and wanted to expand out of that. And I'm like, I'm your guy, let's do this. And so this woman shows up to get her new tattoo. I was like, Mike, you got to come in and check this out. And I was like, check this out. Check, look at that. And he's like, like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's crazy. Look how bright the yellows are, the oranges, whatever. And I was like, guess how old that is. He's like, oh, I have no idea. Did you like, when did you do that? I'm like, that's 10 years old, dude and and, yeah, that's great. and you know all of that sort of stuff and then but then get this the last thing out of his mouth he's like oh man like at least you've got all the blacks in there to hold that together and i was like <laughs> fuck you dude like you're just trying to rationalize this like traditional mentality so so he goes yes, off girl. and starts working on his thing i spent the rest of the day working on her her the cover up on her chest and as i was working on on her other cover up project i kept i kept glancing over at this and i kept lo- noticing things about it and and I realized in looking at this tattoo really closely that there's a few orange bursts in there that are absolutely perfectly, completely saturated. And so is the yellow and the whites, all the little itty bitty details in Mm. there. But you know what's really, really showing its age the most in that tattoo are the blacks the outlines have gotten a lot Mm. more gray the shading's just kind of a little blah if this tattoo needs anything at all it needs for me to go back and redo those blacks
0: (laughs) and
1: and and i brought him back in and i was like i was like hey you know what do you think about this like what's holding up what's not holding up and he's like oh i don't know like that you know this looks great that looks great like maybe it needs a little bit of this and i was like what do you think about the black dude he's like oh man it really (laughs) needs that and i was like no, dude, the black is the thing that it's actually the brighter colors. For whatever reason in her skin, it's the brighter colors and the lighter colors that are more densely packed, that are more saturated, that are actually holding the design together. The blacks are the part that's actually softening more and more. I don't know if that has to do with the black pigment that I used on her at the time. Obviously, it was 10 years ago. Maybe it has to do with my my particular technique. I'm not great at outlining. Um... Especially when I'm doing more painterly stuff, I don't think it ruins the tattoo in any way that that stuff is softening, um, but
0: yeah, no, no it's.
1: But it, but it was fascinating to me to see this after so many years, um, especially you know, especially where you know, a, part of the reason we've been having this conversation is that I've been seeing a whole lot more really young tattooers who have like. Two, three, four, maybe five years experience in tattooing, and they all come up and they're like, "Oh, well, bold will hold, and you got to do this, and you got to do that," and they've bought into this very rigid sort of traditional idea of what tra- what tattooing can and cannot be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And well, that's that's, that's and, one and of the fun about any, But they themselves don't have any experience being able to see the work that they've done and see what has and hasn't held up over time. You know, I've seen plenty of tattoos that were done in the 50s, 60s, and 70s that um, look terrible 20, 30 years later, you know, mm-hmm. that are sure. just an absolute blur. Um, I don't think that, that any artist's drawing style will make or break whether or not your tattoo holds up. Technically your your tattooing technique and the quality of pigment that you're using and making sure that you're getting everything fully saturated um, is what really matters. And um, what really got me thinking about this was in the last few years, there've been a lot of um, like, uh studies done by people doing laser removal they're trying to figure out like well why does tattoo ink hold up in the skin what what happens to that and so I've, I've read a handful of articles about how the the macrophages in your skin sort of encapsulate encapsulate these these pigment particles and they hold on to them and that's what keeps the pigment particles in your skin and i started to think about how how that happens on a cellular level like mm-hmm. you're your skin cells are holding on to individual particles of pigment on a cellular level or they're not, you know, one or the other, but those skin cells have no idea what color that pigment particle is. And they don't care and they don't know what your drawing (laughs) style is and they don't care. Um, and that, that is all, all of that is also a big part of what, I'm going to be talking about in my um my seminar, and where where it's it's important to understand that in terms of doing cover-ups in particular, because because it's important to understand that you have all of these p- pigment particles in the skin, they're all being held in the skin at the same level. You're not putting a new layer on top of an old layer, you're blending the new pigment into the old pigment, and that's where like we've all seen lots and lots of of images of of cover up tattoos where like someone shows the first the old tattoo and then they show their cover up right when it was completely finished and and everything looks amazing and you they put all this white on top of all this old black and all this other stuff and you're like oh my god I can't believe that covered that up and of course you can't believe that it's not believable because that photograph which is taken immediately after the tattoo is completed is is just it's just a lie it's not true because in that case like i said you've got these layers of skin when your tattoo is brand new and fresh you have a solid layer if it's done well assuming you've got a solid layer of pigment that's going to remain permanently that's injected in the the layer below the surface of your skin but the surface layer has an equally solid layer of pigment injected into it. And we all know that that's going to peel off during the healing process. So down here, you have this layer that's like a mix of black and white. Up here, you have a completely separate layer of solid white with no black in it. So of course, it's going to look really bright. But within a few weeks or a few months, that's going to peel away. And this is what you're going to be left with is that mix of colors so you have to really uh, you have to really think about approaching the tattoo you have to think about what your final healed finished result is going to be and not just think about what's going to look on camera what's going to look best on camera today
0: yeah no it's awesome that's a it's a, uh, it's a... Well, it's a good spot to, uh, to close on too, I think. Um, well, unless, uh, anybody else has any other, any other topics, but, um, yeah, no, I think, um, it's exciting that you'll be able to be uh, bringing your expertise both well to the, to the tattoo gathering, but also, you know, thanks for, for hopping on the show here and for, you know, chatting with people for oh, the last, uh, for the last hour, first hour there. Um,
1: i'm really excited to to get back to the paradise gathering like as i've said to you i think it's one of the best things that's happened in tattooing it's it's definitely the most the most artistic most creative most fine art focused um program going out there you know and um i'm i'm really excited to see it come back i'm excited to be a part of it and i you know i'm i'm really looking forward to to doing these things there
0: and just Ah, well i appreciate you coming back uh, too i mean yeah yeah, I mean, there's uh, everyone who obviously was psyched uh, to see you on the list. And, um, you know, it's fun because there's like like a third of the gangs getting back together. There's like a, a third that have been like, you know, coming to the gathering since, you know, the 2008, 2009, yeah. some, some of the Keystone shows and now they're coming back to teach and, and to lead panels. Um, and then we kept some spaces open so that there's, you know, fresh new blood coming in. and There should um, be. There's yeah. always
1: new people coming in, you uh, know. So,
0: yeah. But uh, it was fun. I mean, as, as you kind of remember, you know, the, those first couple of years, uh, I mean, the show's always kind of been able to sell out before we haven't opened it up. It's, there's so few tattoo booths. And, um, but again, like I said, you know, we've reset a little bit. Jake Meeks is coming in to to help co-produce it from the uh, from yep. Fireside Network. Yeah, Networked Jake is and, great. Um,
1: yeah.
0: He's also, did you do an interview with him yet? Or, uh
1: no, I, I already did the interview with him. He posted awesome. it somewhere. And, um, ah, and uh, that was that ended up being a really, really great interview. Like we had a really we had a really good long talk there. I, I he sent he just sent me the link to the to the finished edited version of it. I haven't gone back and looked at that. I need to figure out how to share that and reposted it. Repost awesome. myself, but it's out there in the world And it was it was it was a great talk. I like Jake a lot. He's a really great guy
0: oh yeah absolutely and he's got you know his youtube channel's got 10 years of you know awesome content well i'll say eight years of awesome content two years of starter content i remember uh, that's to be expected with anything Uh, absolutely i just wanted to i'm just giving him a little uh, poke in the ribs there uh, and again you know uh his his channel's freaking great and and he's awesome and and he's got a real good uh i'm just jealous he's got a a, a tv personality and uh but uh Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again, thanks Jackie and Mickey it. for, uh, uh, sticking it out and, and hopping on the zoom calls. And, um, so wait, so Chris, let's close off real solid. Uh, let people know exactly how to get in contact with you, you know, your website, your Instagram, the the studio, all that, all that fun stuff.
1: So I, I don't currently have a website. Um, I'm really just working off of social media. Uh, I, I can be found on Facebook. I can be found on Instagram um and and it's really simple all you need is my name chris dingwell d-i-n-g-w-e-l-l um there's hard there there are very few dingwells in the world right now and and so i'm (laughs) I'm really easy to find you type my name in anywhere you're going to get links to all of that sort of stuff um i'm in portland maine uh so that's where you can find me for tattooing, um, and you can. I, I, I'm open to letting people reach out to me however they feel best. I don't care if you reach out to me on Facebook Messenger or Instagram or any of those sorts of things. I don't have any like rigid rules about how um, how to get a hold of me. You know, awesome. So if you if you have any questions, I'm always I'm always here somewhere. Um, I, can be little, if, like, uh, I can be a little flaky. Oh, I can be a little flaky sometimes, but but I'm here. Awesome.
0: And uh, you, you started a small waiting list. So I'm, I'm working feverishly on the schedule I'll be working on as soon as I get off of this, probably. Um, but in the meantime, you said uh, if people contact you directly, then um, they'll, they'll be get the first crack at uh, your tickets to the to the seminar. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you if if anyone wants to uh, jump into the seminar that I'm going to be teaching, um, uh, Gabe is going to have all of the the fine tuned details posted really really soon. And uh, you can always go and sign up right there if you want to. But if you're interested, um, send me a message. Like I said, anywhere on on Instagram, Facebook, what have you. Um, just make sure I get your name and number. And as soon as all of that gets posted, I'll send you guys a link to to make sure that you get in right away.
0: Awesome. Wait, thanks again, everybody. I'm going to click the button
1: and uh, we'll catch up in the future.